the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time once again for another look in a God's Infallible Book, and we're certainly glad you've joined us today for another broadcast of The Riches of Grace. My name is Richard Jordan. It's my privilege to be your Bible teacher and host each week as we meet together right here at this time on this station to take a look into God's Infallible Book, to look into the Word of God and allow the Spirit of God to teach us from His Word. You know, there's nothing uh, more exciting than to have God's Word working in your life because you believe it. I don't know if you've ever wondered about what's really the first thing you ought to learn in the Bible. Occasionally preachers ask that question. I get asked that question some time. Uh, what do you think is the first thing you need to learn? What, what's the first part of the Bible you need to read? Many years ago, Pastor J.C. O'Hare, who was the pastor back in the first part of the last century of the church that uh, that I pastor here now, he said that uh, Romans, the fifth chapter, the first 11 verses, is the, is the first passage every believer needs to read when you get saved, and it's the first passage you need to memorize. And i got to tell you, I, I have to agree with him. Romans 5, verse 1 through 11, is, is a encapsulation of all that is involved in the Christian life. The book of Romans is a, book of, is, is a basic handbook of salvation. Paul wrote the book to establish uh, believers in, the grace of God. You need to be oriented to God's grace, all that God has accomplished for you through the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the book of Romans is that special book in the Bible written particularly for that purpose. There are a lot of different books in the Bible written for a lot of different purposes, but the book of Romans is that is that foundational truth. Uh, that's why it's called the book of the Reformation. It's the book of uh, reproof and correction to uh, to folks when, they, when their doctrine gets wrong, because it's a foundation book of doctrine. In fact, Paul writes writes when he when he starts the book that's the first thing he tells the romans he says that i uh, i long to see you that i might impart unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you might be established that is that you might be be uh, comforted by the mutual faith both of you and me you see to be established in the faith and that doesn't mean you pass catechism or that you can answer a bunch of q and a's at uh, you know at, at, at a uh, uh, quiz time to be established in the faith now this is i'm using bible terminology now not i'm not talking about religion and that kind of stuff but in the bible to be established in the faith paul says is to be comforted together by the mutual faith both of you and me that is you and i believe and understand the same thing paul believed and understood and that would establish us uh, found us get us get us rooted and grounded in the faith he told the colossians that they're 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 built rooted and built up in him established in the faith as you've been taught i say it many times uh, your christian life will not operate on the basis of ignorance the average church you go to today just right up in the parking lot screw your head off Put it in the, in the glove compartment. Lock it up. You won't need it. You'll need it when you leave, but you won't need it in the average church. The average church you go today to today, and I don't care what denomination it is or what kind of church it is, 
it's it's basically just mindless activity. Maybe it's ritual and sacrifices and ceremonials correctness and those kind of things, or maybe it's the the jitterbug Jesus where you're dancing in the aisle and shouting and hooting and hollering and having a great emotional time. Or maybe you go to a church where you get a lot of cycle babble where they teach you how to have a nice, sweet little kind kind successful Christian life and keep your life together from falling apart. Well, in the Bible, that's not what the church is for. <laughs> um, what the Bible is for is to teach you, give you some understanding about who God is, what he's doing, and how you fit in this program. And that takes study. And if, if you're not studying in such a way that you can understand God's word for yourself, can I say that again? If you're not studying, being taught, so that you can understand God's Word for yourself, then you're missing out on the whole purpose of the godly edifying which is designed to be accomplished in the local church. The local church is not an entertainment center. It's not a, It's not an entertainment venue. It's not a sports venue. It's not a social service venue. It's a, it's a classroom for the authoritative communication, input, and, and exercising and, and, and uh, learning of sound doctrine, the doctrines of God's grace. That's what the book of Romans is primarily for. That's its first function. If you're a believer today and you've never read the book of Romans, could I challenge you? to read the first at least eight chapters of the book of Romans today. Don't let today get by you that you haven't read the first eight chapters at least of the book of Romans. Only 16 chapters. You could read it in just in just, just a little while. It's not really not that difficult to read. There are only 433 verses in it, uh, less than 10,000 words. You could read the book, 9,400 words. You could read this book in just a little while. It might mean that you had to turn off the television and not watch a ball game or something, uh, or some uh, other other kind of uh, entertainment. But which would be more important for you? <laughs> the book of Romans would. And can I tell you that Romans chapter five, the first eleven verses? If you if you never, if you don't know these verses, if you never memorized them, this week you ought to put these verses to memory. One week of reading and studying this passage will absolutely, completely change your whole life. It's an important passage to study. I want to look at it with you. Romans 5, and I just go thought by thought. Romans chapter 5, verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, the chapter begins with Paul looking back over his shoulder to the things that he's explained in Romans chapter 3 and 4. In chapter 1, 2, and 3, first half of chapter 3, he gives you the diagnosis. We're lost. We're dead in sins, trespasses and sins. Then in chapter 3, verse 21 through the end of chapter 4, he talks about how we are justified by the Lord Jesus Christ. Chapter 5, he says, that being true, being justified, we have. There's, there's all these blessings. And what Romans 5 does is it gives you this this great uh, these great blessings that are now ours because of who God's made us in Christ. So he, if you've been reading Romans up to this point, chapter 5, and you know if you get to chapter 5, the assumption is you've been through chapter 3 and 4 because they come before chapter 5, you'd have read in chapter 3, verse 24, being, just, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. See, to be, to be justified, that's, that's, a, that's a, an important Bible word. It means to be declared righteous in the sight of God, the judge. Not only are we forgiven of all of our, of all of our sins 
Isn't that a wonderful thing to know? Colossians 2, verse 13, he said, He, he hath forgiven us all of our trespasses, all the ones in the past, all the ones in the present, all the ones in the future. Sometimes people have a problem with that. They say, but what about my future sins? Listen, every sin you've ever committed was future when Jesus Christ died for them. And when he died for them, he died for all of them. And when you trusted him, he forgave you all of your sins, not not some of them, not not part of them, not on a probation, but he forgave you all of your sins because of his blood. He paid for them all. So you're forgiven all of your sins, and that when and we are then declared by God to be righteous in Christ. God made him to be sin for us. He took our guilt, our shame, our sin, its punishment out of the way, that he might that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And being made the righteousness of God in Christ, that's what justification means. When the Bible says you're justified freely by the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, he means he's declared us to be righteous in Christ. All that God expected, all that God demanded, all that God required of us is now credited to our account so that now he can bless us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You say, how in the world can God do that for sinful people? Well, take what he just said, Romans 3.24. Get your Bible out and read this. This one verse will blow the socks off of religious people. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. Being justified, being declared by God to be righteous. Everything God has expected, everything he demands, everything he requires is yours because of Jesus Christ. Being justified freely. That word freely means without any cause in ourselves. When something is given to you free, someone else paid the debt and not you. Being justified freely without anything in you to do it it's not because we're, we're, we're good. It's not because we're righteous. In fact, God says there's none righteous. No, not one. That's you and me and everybody you know. But now without a cause or reason in ourselves, God has declared us righteous in his sight by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus. You see, because of what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us at the cross, when he took our blame and accepted the guilt of our sins, and made the full payment for all of our sins by dying for us. Now God says, don't look for a cause in yourself, but by my overflowing grace, I consider you to be righteous in my sight, and I'll treat you as a righteous person forever. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? What did you have to do to receive this amazing righteousness? being justified freely by faith. You see, Romans 4, 5, he's already told us, but to him that works not, but believes on him that justifies the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. We, we don't have to do anything. We don't have to do anything but trust what Jesus Christ did for us. It's, it's to him who doesn't work. Stop even trying, friend, to save yourself. Let him save you by his grace, through the redemption, through the payment that's in Christ Jesus. On the cross, the Lord did all the work that was required by God 
for him to be able to save any person who puts his faith, his trust, his reliance, his dependence in the Lord Jesus Christ as his Savior. When you rely exclusively on the Lord Jesus Christ to be the Savior that he died and rose again for you to be, that instant God will declare you to be righteous. And everything that he demands, everything that he expects, everything that he requires will become yours because of Christ. All of your sins will be forgiven and his righteousness be made you. We have to do nothing. It's him who does to him that doesn't work. So our passage in Romans 5, it begins. You see why it can be exciting? It begins with this backward look to the previous chapters in Romans and sums them up in that opening phrase, therefore being justified by faith. Paul is he's saying, now that we have settled this matter of salvation by grace through faith, now that we've got that issue of our standing and acceptance before God settled, now let's go on and let's see the results of that what that salvation are. Being justified by faith, we have. And I've got to stop there. We have. You see, we, we, we now possess. What, what do you mean when you say you have something? Well, that's a present, present tense. In other words, it's a continual possession, an, uninter- an uninterrupted continual possession of a whole bunch of blessings that he's going to describe here. So having settled the matter of our salvation, of our acceptance before God, of being justified, of having every demand that God would ever make of you met in Christ, and having his righteousness placed on us, having that issue completely settled, we now have, we possess in Christ Jesus some bless, all these blessings. There's an uninterrupted, continual possession We presently, continually have as our constant possession a bunch of blessings that he's going to list here. And these are not blessings that come and go. They don't vary from day to day, depending on our circumstances or our obedience or our faithfulness or our spiritual experience. These are constant. These are blessed assurances, things that every believer can be sure of possessing all the time. So what does he say? Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have at all times, now that we're saved, peace with God. God's no longer against us. He no longer has any anything against us at all. In fact, we can now be confident that he's for us. Chapter 8, Romans 8, verse 31, if God be for us, who can be against us? You see, God, you never have to fear, if you're a believer, if you've trusted Christ, you never have to fear the angry face of God. You never have to fear God getting angry with you, trying to get even with you, but rather you have peace. All, there's a complete cessation of againstness. Now, you know, peace is an interesting thing. Every issue is now settled. You can have peace. I, I was in a home not too long ago, and the mother and the dad were, were fighting. The children were fighting. The whole family was in turmoil. Well, I, I went there because they called me to come, 
And when I got there, they all quit fighting. <laughs> Preacher's here. And they all settled down, and we had a conversation. And we talked about the struggles and the difficulties and so forth. And they all expressed their grievances, and we all, I, you know, I tried to point them to the Scripture. Then I left. And as I got to my car in the park, in the driveway leaving, I could hear them screaming at each other again. <laughs> and I thought, okay, there's no peace there. You see, you can have a cessation of anger and hostility for a moment, but if the againstness, if the if the if the cause isn't taken care of, if the root isn't taken care of, well, you can always have enough, you know, separation between people to keep them from killing each other at the moment. But if you can take that anger down inside away, and that's what's happened. We have peace. All of the reason for God to ever be against you is gone. And that's a constant possession at all times. Peace with him. He's for us. He's on our side. He's in our corner. And he's always there. Now, of course, I understand we have personal struggles with an enemy who relentlessly wants to convince us otherwise. Satan uses every possible circumstance, every possible trick and wile of the devil to try to shake our confidence and make us wonder if indeed God is really on our side at all. But as long as you remember and as long as you believe that God has nothing against us, that he's on our side, my friend, you're invincible. You're unbeatable. In fact, even if you don't believe it, it's true. But if you want to bring it into your experience, you have to trust it. Just like Paul says, if God Almighty is on our side, I mean, think about that. <laughs> wow. Then really, who can be against us? They try to be. Big deal. Who can succeed against us if God is on our side? But you need to remember, it's peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is all by God's grace. It's not by your worthiness. It's not by your efforts. It's not by your good works. It's because of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's because of his cross work for us. Believe it and be thankful forever. Second blessing, verse 2, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace when we stand. You see, you have this peace, but don't you want to get access to it? Don't you want to be able to get to it and bring that peace into your experience? You've literally been welcomed into the, the presence of God. You have access through the Lord Jesus Christ. God actually just welcomes us into his grace through faith. The red carpet is rolled out for you, and you're invited to come. You're welcomed into his, his amazing grace when you put your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, who paid the penalty in full for you. And once you enter into this grace of God, uh, this salvation, by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, you're, you're now told even further, not only are we welcomed into, into his grace, but now we are standing. We're, we have access into this grace wherein we stand. We're, we're, we're living there. We're welcomed into grace at the moment of our salvation, but now even after we're, we're, we're saved, all of our we're standing in it. Now, one thing, that means that there's no way you can lose your salvation. You're not standing in your own works. You're not standing in your own faithfulness. If you were, you'd fall. You'd fail. 
but we're standing in His grace. Romans 11, verse 6, it says, it's, if it's by grace, it's no, no more of works, otherwise grace is, it's no more grace. If see, our standing before God no longer depends on our works, but it depends on His grace. We're not standing in a performance-based acceptance program where we have to perform in order for God to bless us, in order for God to use us, in order for God to be for us. We have all of that in Christ, and we stand confident and firmly in that grace, in all that God has provided for us. But you stand there by faith. You stand by trusting, by your faith, resting in an understanding of who God has made you in Christ. And then it says we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. You're saved from the penalty of sin. You've got peace with God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved from the, the power of sin running your life by this stand in the liberty, the grace that God's made you, given you in Christ. And then we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That's a wonderful way to finish it, isn't it? You know, you read in Romans 3.23 that, that we all fall short of the glory of God. If we didn't let God save us by His grace, none of us would ever see the glory of God in heaven. Now, though, because of the cross and because of God's grace, we're able to rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Now, now, hope, when he says we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, you know, sometimes we use hope in the sense of I wish that it was going to be true. I hope I'm going to heaven. That's like, more like I'm, I, I, I wish I am. <laughs> I'm wishing for it. Uh, sometimes we say, I hope it doesn't rain and ruin the picnic. Now, that's a wish, something that we want, but we're not sure whether it's going to happen or not. Well, you can't rejoice in much of a hope like that. How could anybody rejoice in something that they aren't even sure is going to happen? That's not the way, the way, that's not the way hope is used in, in, in a passage like this. This passage in the Bible and talks about hope is talking about a confident expectation. If you look at Romans 8, verse 19, he talks about the, the earnest expectation of the creature. That's hope. Hebrews chapter 6, he says, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, steadfast and sure. In the Bible, a hope is something that is absolutely, positively sure. The hope that Paul's talking about it's a hope that is sure for the future. I'm sure today. I expect to see the glory of God. I rejoice in hope of the glory of God. I know that I'm going to go to heaven because the Lord Jesus Christ has paid everything for everything that's wrong with me, everything wrong that I've ever done or ever will do, and I'm rejoicing ahead of time in being there with him. And when a believer thinks about the Lord's coming for us or our going to have, dying and going to be with him, we see these things as events full of joy. We have an assurance in the face of death and the uncertainties of life. We have peace with God. He's on our side. He's for us at all times and in every circumstance. We have access into His grace, and now we're standing in His grace by faith in the Lord Jesus. We're, we're not on a performance system to earn God's love or to keep his, the relationship alive. We're standing in His grace, and therefore it's no longer works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. And we're rejoicing in an expectation and hope of one day sharing in the glory of God in heaven. In the present, we have peace and grace. In the future, we have the hope of glory. I mean, the songwriter said, blessed assurance, and that's it. 
I've all, I, I only have a couple of minutes before I have to go. Could I offer you a free Bible study? Blessed Assurance. Let, 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 me, let me give you a free copy of the study, Blessed Assurance. So you can review, you can review and rejoice in this wonderful truth. You can let it transform your life and your destiny because you trust it. You call me here, 888-535-2300, 888-535-2300, and I'll be glad to see that you get a free copy of this Bible study resource, Blessed Assurance. Um, I hope that what I've gone over here today is a description of your Christian experience in life. It's certainly what God intends for you. It's what your heart told you was what the gospel promised. It's found in the Word of God rightly divided. 888-535-2300. You call the number and request the the Bible study, Blessed Assurance. That number again is 888-535-2300. That's 888-535-2300. You can also look us up on the Internet at graceimpact.org, graceimpact.org. That's how you can check us out. You can uh, see who we are, what we're about. And most importantly, you can access a, a host of free Bible study material designed to help you understand and enjoy the Bible. That's graceimpact.org. And by the way, you can access archives of this broadcast, of our daily Bible Time radio broadcast, as well as our weekly television program, Forgotten Truths, on the website. It's all there. All of this, along with written Bible studies, conference messages, everything is designed to help you to understand and enjoy the Bible. There's a lot of goodies uh, to help you at graceimpact.org. One thing when you're at the website you might look at is the information about Grace School of the Bible. That's our three-year Bible Institute program. If you've ever if you've ever desired to really genuinely be a serious student of the Word of God, if you want to be a perfected saint who can do the work of the ministry, not just a 90-day wonder, not just somebody that gets plugged into a job and they don't know what they're all about, but to have the Word of God work effectually in you because it's gotten, a, it's, it's gotten that, that, uh, that you've got that edification process, that perfecting process of the Word done in your heart. If that's where your your desire is, well, Grace School of the Bible is something you ought to consider because it was designed just with you in mind. It's available on an extension basis, first of all. You don't have to come to us. We'll send the school to you, and you can, you can take the school in the con- context of your own scheduling demands, your own family, your own life, through the use of video. The key to the school, however, is not the delivery system. The key to the school is that the curriculum in the school is based on the design set forth by the Apostle Paul for the, for the perfecting, for the maturing uh, of, of a believer. If a perfected saint is to do the work of the ministry, then you need to be a perfected saint. You're not going to become a perfected saint by being a 90-day wonder. You're not going to pro- become a perfected saint by being trained in the denominational and religious system that uh, that, that men have developed. You need to follow the divine design set forth in Paul's epistles. And the Curriculum Grace School of the Bible uniquely follows that design. Check it out, graceimpact.org. And my friend, can I tell you, 
If you're still not sure that you have eternal life as a present possession, that all of your sins are forgiven, if you're not confident of that, absolutely sure of that, why don't you call the uh, call our number, 888-535-2300, and tell the folks that answer the phone that you need to know for sure. There's some folks that will sit with an open Bible and share with you the, the wonderful message of God's wonderful grace so that you can be confident that all of your sins are forgiven and that you have eternal life as a present possession. Everything starts right there in the Christian life. 888-535-2300, that's the number to call for information. Thanks for being with us today. It's always a joy to have you fellowship with us as we're here. Hope you're making it a habit to be with us each week. Tell, tell a friend about the, our, our study together and get them listening in will, with you, will you? And until we meet this same time next week right here, Maranatha. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.